0: Well, hello there. Happy Thursday to you all. Thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions, the Redeeming Life Fellowship. And today, we're going to continue our journey through the book of Acts. We're going to be in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through, let me get this right, 40. Yes, verses 16 through 40. And this episode uh, is probably, certainly a, a, a among the most popular or well-known in um, all the stories you'll find throughout the book of Acts and that's Paul and Silas in prison definitely a um, a Sunday school favorite uh, about Paul and Silas who were um, locked in the stocks um, they were uh, sentenced into imprisonment unjustly and they praised God and they were praying to him and then there was an earthquake that shook the 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 locks on the the stocks and the the um jail doors you know swinging open and everybody becomes free and this is the thing that leads to uh salvation not just for the jailer who's responsible for them all but also for his entire household uh just a um, such a remarkable story that uh, is is particularly instructive um, for for all of us, uh, especially when we think about our attitudes as Christians, and that uh, as you'll come to find out, or th- this is one of the good things about, um, about reading a book like Acts, is that uh, you can see how in what ways God is guiding the steps, opening doors, closing doors, as he's leading uh the apostles paul and peter throughout uh the ancient world and just broadcasting uh the the message of the good news of the gospel of jesus christ and uh and sometimes it's met with uh warmth and enthusiasm and hospitality and generosity on the parts of the listeners and in other times it is met with outright hostility, uh, and sometimes from the Jews, sometimes from the Gentiles, sometimes from the Jews inciting the Gentiles, so that they're uh, conspiring together to, uh, to to not just um, cast out uh, anything that smells of, of, of the Christian faith, but actually extinguishing it. And uh, even you know, to the point of putting, uh, the disciples are attempting to put them to death uh so it's just uh uh but none of this seems to deter any of the disciples because well one they they knew that um as um Jesus commissioned them that this is just what it is that they were going to expect when they're uh uh being faithful and obedient to God's word and uh proclaiming the good news of the gospel that this is exactly what was going to happen. And he says that if they hate you or when they hate you, remember that they hated me first. And uh, it's, um, it's a hard, hard thing to swallow. But somehow or another, um, they're, they're, they have this unwavering resolve to follow through with obedience to the word of God, regardless of what happens to them. And then they're always trusting God with the results. And here's, I think, one of the, the things that's, that's actually, it's that's, that's really, really important for us to, to gather from a passage like this. And there's a lot of things to learn from a passage like this, but this is a devotional, and so we have to keep it short. Uh, and that's this. The disciples and the apostles who are being sent out, their primary responsibility is obedience to the word of God. And how people respond to them is not something that's their primary concern. They can't choose whether or not uh, a community or a body of believers or a synagogue, or a Jew, or a Gentile, uh, what receives the, the the message that they're pro- proclaiming, or whether or not um, it's just met with outright hostility. In the same way that that Paul or Saul rather uh, wanted to seek out and destroy. And exterminate um, Christians in a genocidal maniac fashion. <sighs> and what they can control um, at this point is their attitudes. It's not as if uh, at this point Paul or Silas getting thrown into jail unjustly—that that that that, that they're doing something that was just out of their control. Um, they were faithful to God's word, and it, this is the thing that got them into jail. But they could control their attitudes, that, um, that that by the time that they were locked in the stocks, that their attitude is not one of despair, but still of praise and of utmost devo- devotion to God. And uh, continuing to seek him, even in the midst of of, of despair of being locked unjustly. And that's the sort of thing that, that when we read that, we should wonder, or ask God, what is my attitude when, uh, when things are certainly not going my way? What's my attitude when, uh, I feel as though I've, I've followed through with, um, with what it is you've called me to do. And it's only met with hardship, struggle, bitterness, and resentment, um, and, uh, um, unjust accusations and treatment. Um, And what's interesting about this is that I don't know if the outcome would be the same if Paul and Silas gave in to attitudes of despondency and despair and bitterness and complaining about how awful things are, but rather even in that moment would give thanks to God And that by doing so would bring about a miraculous life change in a jailer who he himself also um, would would receive the good news of of Jesus Christ and be would become a part of of this Christian movement. And so with that in mind, let's go ahead and just read uh, Acts chapter 16 verses 17 through 40 or sorry, 16 through 40. And it says, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God, which is true, who are telling you the way to be saved, which is also true. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, "These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar." Which is not true, by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice, uh, which is also not true. But talk about the power of the of the riot and and the mob, huh? Just when you when you need to get something done, just get a mob and 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 chip chop chip. chip. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Life is not fair, but God is faithful. Just remember that when you're in the position that um that paul and silas are in their, their treatment it's not fair it's not just life is not fair and it's not just but god is faithful and here let's read re- f- finish this up uh about midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the other prisoners were listening to them Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself! We are all here! The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your whole household. So by virtue of the attitude of praise and thanksgiving with Paul and Silas, uh, even when life is not fair, has been instrumental in the hands of God to bring about salvation, not just to this jailer, but to his entire family. It says, Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order. Release those men. The jailer told Paul, The magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No. No. Let them come themselves and escort us out. So even here, Paul, not to uh, digress into a a, a bunny trail that's going to take us out too long, but it always seems interesting, and it's, it's intrigued scholars for a long period of time. Why or in what instances does will will sometimes paul take an unjust beating and at other times call the upper authorities and take them to task for their miscarriages of justice sometimes he will sometimes he won't and apparently there's appears to be uh in some measure or another that what's guiding his decisions is what he would recognize it will set a legal precedent for people who are going to follow behind him. Uh, that's that appears to be at least one of the motivations or the things that's going on in Paul's mind as to whether or not he uh, will just endure a beating or whether um, he is going to um, make this legal matter an issue that uh, is bringing to bear on everybody involved, divine justice. Uh, and so in this case, he says, no, we are Roman citizens, and I know my rights as a Roman citizen, that it is unlawful, and I can take you uh, all the way up to the higher courts, even reaching up to Caesar and appealing to him to know that it is unlawful to do the things that you did. Uh, it is absolutely unjust, and um, and that if it becomes known that you beat, you flogged a Roman citizen without a trial and and imprisoned him overnight, Uh, you, my friend, are going to be in very serious trouble. Uh, And Paul knows this. He knows his rights. Uh, His rights as a Roman citizen. And, uh, And so this, rightly, would alarm the magistrates because they didn't know that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens and they didn't realize what how deep of a problem they potentially have on their hands in seeing what they did to Paul and Silas. So, but, let's finish. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave their city. Hopes to hush this up and make sure that, that, that they don't cause any more trouble than they've already gotten themselves in. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and encouraged them. Then they left. If there's anything I want you to leave with in a passage like this, it's the thing that Dr. David Watson, my academic advisor from North Central University when I was getting my uh, degree in evangelism and church planting, perhaps one of his, his best known phrases that um and I've had to hold on to and remember again and again is that life is not fair, but God is faithful. We can see how it is that this is more than just um, to be uh, um how should we say this? Uh, in the words of Monty Python, just always look on the bright side of life. This is something that's much more than that 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 goes much deeper into the heart and the soul of a human being that. Um, This isn't just about trying to take bad circumstances and just look at them on the bright side. No, this is um, keeping our eyes fixed upon a sovereign God whose love and faithfulness uh, sustains us even in the worst of our circumstances. God uses our prayer and our praise in order to bring about his purposes of salvation and rescue, and wholeness for people who are on the outside, like this jailer and his entire family, that joy has finally come into his house because of the sort of people that Paul and Silas were even in their lowest moments, that they would say, yes, life is not fair. What we're enduring right now is not fair, but God is faithful, and we can trust him, and we will love him, and we will pray to him, and uh, believe that as our lives were in the hands of God before he went into jail, it's still in his hands now and that he is capable of rescuing us. Uh, and, uh, that is reason enough to love him, to pray to him, to serve him and to, um, worship him, uh, even with feet locked in the stocks. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time to read the Bible together with us. Uh, If you haven't, do subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, you can check out our podcasts as well and also uh, times for us when we're meeting together in person at the Huntington YMCA. But um, I pray in in whatever way, whether you're giving financially or following the YouTube channel or uh, meeting with us in person, that uh, God would use you uh, in the same way that he has used uh, Paul and Silas in order to (laughs) do whatever it takes, uh, to endure whatever it takes, uh, to bring about a life-changing encounter with the risen Savior, uh, even uh, you know after a serious beating. <laughs> but uh, God bless you. Take care, and I look forward to seeing you next time.